Welcome to Press Coverage, here for our second episode of the third season. I'm your host, Kyle Senra, and joining me for this episode is Matt Renshaw from the <laughs> Dynasty Dads. I've always wanted to say that, and I've always wanted to talk with you. And, uh, and I know you, you tweeted out uh, earlier that you said you've always wanted to talk with me. I know we yes. know each other for a bit, and finally podcasting together. So welcome, Matt. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's It's been a long time, uh, long time coming. It's been, what, what, four or five years now? It's been kind of growing to this this moment so thank you for having me excited to be here talk literally everything yeah yeah for sure we're gonna go we're gonna go way back but i I guess yeah (laughs) you and i do go back i think yeah 2018 so almost five years now um i noticed on twitter dynasty dads would put out an ad looking for anyone who wanted to write and i applied got in and uh, wrote a few articles for you guys before uh i think later that spring or that summer joined going for two and uh kind of carving out that path there but i yeah. uh, really appreciated uh first landing spot for uh, being dynasty dad so thanks yeah i mean it, it was great to have you uh, um and there's a few there was a few on staff um that, that kind of joined and, and kind of bounced from we downsized a little bit just running up we talked before the show running a website's really hard so um to kind of see everybody go out and have success in other areas just happy to be a part of of kind of the story of where where you're going and and what's uh what's going on actually if you've been following jeff lambert's tweets and uh, going for two's tweets the, this weekend you'll know yeah it's pretty difficult to run a website but uh yeah i appreciate <laughs> jeff for that uh for the show and uh and uh yeah um and geez going way back to dynasty dads i'm trying to think by that first article i wrote uh about flexing uh what was yes. the topic just uh yeah uh, how you, how we should optimize our flex positions and and it's funny how i remember after that article wrote that like the the never flex players on thursday those tweets started coming out yep. every thursday all so, you i'm giving yeah. credit to you you started it <laughs> I, I i yeah we'll go with that uh even though i believe it's probably just <laughs> a simple just wave of thinking that we all started uh just express ourselves but yeah everyone, everyone's following me that, that's that's a great world to be in <laughs> And it's, I mean, it's, it's been, it's crazy to think how much, uh, you know, people talk about the industry and, and people that are in it, but just how much it's changed in, in five years. I mean, there's, it's such a more, uh, I think it's a more of a tight knit community. I think even the word community is being used now, as opposed to, Hey, we do, we do fantasy football stuff. Um, so it's kind of, it's grown, it's changed a ton in five years. Um, and it seems like there's more people, which is, a positive because you get a lot of different uh, points of view and, and hear from different people. Um, and, and it's, it's nice to kind of see everybody succeed. Now it's, I don't know. I feel like more, it's more tight knit, but there's more, there's more competition out there. There's more websites that pop up. There's more people that, that want to get their stuff out there. So it's a, it's a blessing and a curse kind of the way that it's gone in the last five years. Yeah, for sure. Always pros and cons, but every, you know, everything constantly changes and even like, the sports we we love like rules change and players right. change teams sometimes change cities and in, in certain sports and uh so you know sports do evolve kind of over the course of our life and let's let's head all the way back to what are your first sports memories matt so when, when i was prepping for this i was just thinking like I, I thought there were two moments that came to mind um one me as little little matt as a uh 
as an athlete, if you want to use that term, I, I remember it's still this vivid. Um, I played baseball for I think it was Coach Pitch for the uh, for the YMCA, and I remember we're like walking into our first like game with my mom and my dad was my coach and my, and one of his buddies. And I still can like, if I close my eyes, I can see like the whole walk in the fields, the just kind of how everything is. So like for me as a sport, as an athlete, as, as someone who's doing sports, um, that's probably one of my first, like, I remember doing that. Um, but as far as um, watching football sports uh, with family, I, the first, the earliest football memory I have is, watching the Super Bowl with my dad. And you can kind of see up here, the Cowboys fan. Um, and it was a super, my dad's a Steelers fan. Grew up in Pittsburgh, um, Pirates fan, Penguins fan, uh, Steelers fan, everything Pittsburgh. It's, so I remember I was at that age where, oh, dad's rooting for the for the Steelers. All right, I'm going to root for the Cowboys. And that's kind of like where my fandom fandom started. And who would have known that they wouldn't win a Super Bowl again from, from that day on. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's watching sports that's my first like hey i understand what's going on in in the world of sports memory but uh yeah kind of fun fun to think back on well i guess it, maybe that's karma okay you get your wish but uh, right. never again uh, never. It's funny, I, I would have almost assumed the geographical sort of closeness right i, I imagine yeah, the Cowboys are probably one of the closest teams to you physically um so i'm i'm in the midwest uh the chiefs are, are probably the closest. Um, I grew up in, in Iowa, Nebraska. Um, so where I'm at the, the professional sports team in the nineties was the, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So I got that shoved down my throat growing up. Um, but it's funny to look back on now. Cause if you look and see uh, the Huskers and the Cowboys both haven't been relevant since about the nineties. So maybe that's, that's karma too. Uh, but yeah, the chiefs are probably, mileage wise the closest um but yeah i grew that's how i did it was was rooting against the steelers as a kid uh actually uh, emmett smith came to back when they would do these kind of things would come to the mall and was doing an autograph session at the mall and i'm like all right emmett smith great and we got to the point in the line where i could see the table where he was sitting at and then it was done he was like time to go left so i saw him but i didn't get didn't get the autograph so that's still one that i'm chasing i, I still haven't gotten an emmett smith autograph yet but uh it's on the it's on the bucket list i guess every running back's chasing his rushing records a lot of people are chasing <laughs> emmett smith it's true it's true uh but uh, yeah if, uh, if you're uh, chasing after us try and comment uh just know that we can't see your twitter comments uh but if you do want to head over to the going for two youtube page uh going for two live search up that on youtube and you should get there and uh, we'll be able to uh comment interact and also find the uh, video on facebook and twitch for instance gerson's uh, commenting from uh from facebook uh, saying senra what up uh for i guess uh you know part of the going for two live network speak on it i believe will be on tomorrow night every, uh, every tuesday or mostly every tuesday and uh part of that league uh danny and d co-man or co-commission uh league uh, a few of us from the going for two live family are in and uh, gerson just joined uh took over one of the orphan teams so nice. happy to be back in a league with league with gerson just like I'm happy I love to be uh, over orphans. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a, a, a fun challenge. Absolutely. And again, dynasty dads, right? Like right. the father figure, you know, yes. nurture the or I, orphans. So I used to do a thread every offseason. I'd take over one and just kind of, hey, here's here's my first month's worth of moves and 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 throw up polls and just yeah, 
adopting in true dynasty dad form, adopting a team and um, how I'm going to help it grow. And yeah, there was one league where I did that. I took over an orphan and the 2020 draft, which was loaded. I ended up with, it was a 14 team league and I ended up with picks one through 14. So that's a, uh, that's a whole that, nother. I remember that. Okay. I've ever, yeah, seen that. That That's a whole nother story. 14. I, thought it was a 12, I thought it was 12. You got 14 picks. Wow. 14 teamer. Uh, Joe Burrow went 114 in that league. <laughs> Just to mess up 80. Yeah. No, that's absolutely. Beautiful. I did it in reverse order. So you take Keyshawn Vaughn first overall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I went with that. I think I went with CD lamb, the cowboy Homer. Yeah. 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 I have to make him the first. That makes sense. So. <laughs> Now, if you're smart, Vaughn was the 15th pick, not the 14th. Yeah, right, him. right. Uh, not to ignore, Gladys is here. Uh, and uh, Gladys and I split the Monday night. So uh, every two weeks, press coverage will be on. Uh, next week, Gladys will be uh, co-hosting the two-point conversion with Jay. So, uh, yeah, again, everyone uh, check out all that great programming on the Going for Two Live network. But uh, I guess uh, next question is your first fantasy experience. Was that taking over an orphan as well? Or or how did you start with sports? So my first, let's see. This is this is kind of gonna my first first fantasy sports experience was um, I was in high school uh, I think I was a sophomore in high school and uh, my dad was doing this fantasy baseball league and they were somebody left and I'm like I can I can do it like I can I can take over a team and he's like so eh, you did over take over an orphan <laughs> right yeah it's true I get yeah that's how I got into it. Um, but it was uh, it was a bunch of his old. I mean, they're they were his age, and he was like, "I got to clear it with these guys. I don't know if they want like a 15, 16 year old kid taking over." Uh, but they didn't care, and I am still in that league with. It's a ten team league, uh, and I think seven of the original ten are still in the league. So it's it's been it's been fun. Um, that's so I, that's how I got started in fantasy sports was with fantasy baseball, uh, fantasy football. I, we started in a redraft league as a uh, junior in junior in high school. Uh, we all worked at a movie theater together. So started as a 10 team league and we all had no idea what we were doing. Uh, redraft uh, that league is going on 18 years now. So we still, still, there's been some, some people that have left and come, but for the most part, most of the league is still the same redraft. Uh, my first pick in that league, I remember I had the third pick. I went with LT. So got lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't. It didn't I, happen I, to be 2006, was it? Uh, actually, it was. Oh man, that's exactly when it was. Man, what a year to have LT. I, I lucked into the to the one of the best running backs. Yes, yeah. It was two. It was 2006. So. Oh then, yeah. Oh, you must have dominated and were from there. <laughs> I I won. I think so. It's been going like I said about 18 years, and I have the most championships in that league but there was a stretch where it went me there was like a pattern me guy one guy two guy three and then back to me and it was like there was like an eight to ten year stretch where it followed that pattern so we all kind of knew like this is the champions club you're gonna win it next year i've got it this year so it was it's fun it's fun that's still going i mean just to think you know people go oh it's fantasy i tell people i do fantasy sports and you get the people like oh that's really cool and there's people like oh you're one of those guys but the relationships that, that I've built with it, I mean, now, back when I started, you know, you did it with your buddies, but now you meet people online uh, right here, this, this for example, um, and some of the relationships that you build that, I mean, I've got friends that in different countries, different states, um, it's just, it's kind of cool how it's unified and I've met so many people through it. 
yeah and uh yeah just love the the, the sense of community but also the the little communities that we can create right. uh on the different variants uh the dynasty community for instance so strong and obviously being part of dynasty dads knowing that that's kind of the emphasis you've seems like you've put out as a content creator has been uh, right. on the dynasty side and i did actually ask this question in the show sheet but uh when did dynasty dad start so dynasty dad started uh 20 probably early 2018 2017 20 started as an idea um i was on um you may know the name Gabe Gearing had a, had a podcast back in the day, uh, the grab bag fantasy. And I remember he put out a thing kind of like we did with the dynasty dads. Hey, if anybody wants to come on this podcast, come on, I- I'll love to have you. We'll talk about your team. We'll run through it. And I'm like, sure. You know, whatever. And I had a blast. Um, and, and I still, I mean, Gabe and I still interact and um, it's kind of funny. He's got a pretty good podcasting tree that people that started on his show that started their own shows and, and kind of grew. Um, so it started as, I'm like, I think I can do this. Uh, and I was going to do it by myself. Um, had, I had mentioned to my wife, Hey, I, th- I think I want to start a fantasy football podcast. And, um, <laughs> I'll never forget what she told me. She said, fantasy, you want to do a fantasy football podcast. And I, this is, this is my wife speaking. I love her. I don't agree with this statement. And if anybody that's listening, it's not, it's not meant to be offensive. She said, fantasy sports is the second nerdiest thing you can do behind Pokemon go. So I was like, well, I'm just going to tell you right now, like, this is what I want to do. So I started that idea. I was going to do it by myself, ran it by uh, my co-host at the time, uh, Justin. We grew up together, been friends for years, friends since uh, elementary school. Uh, We started the podcast, had a website, kind of realized running a website is difficult. So scaled back, um, got picked up by DynastyTradeCalculator.com. Stop guessing. Start calculating. Of course, I have it. You just have to. Right? It's just it just comes out. Uh, they picked us up a couple years in, uh, and I've been with them ever since, and it's it's been great. So, um, kind of step back from. You got to know your limits when you get into something like this, and we realized that that doing the website and doing all this stuff was great, and everybody kind of has their own rankings and stories and articles, and we brought people on, but it just wasn't. We knew that that was kind of stretching us too thin, so we scaled back and just do the podcast now. And I, I got, I would be remiss. I have to mention Justin stepped away, had some family stuff, had, had a different job. So um, we brought in a new co-host, Garrett uh, at Garrett W A T O. And he's been great. He's up, uh, he's up North too. So uh, he's up in Minnesota, big old Vikings fan. Garrett, if you're, if you're watching. <laughs> I, you up north. I just assume you meant Canada, but yeah. No, well, North, North not, of Not me. quite that North. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, back to the, comment I made earlier just like the different communities and and you know unifying and one of the unified themes of this season three of press coverage has been uh interviewing teachers so last week had Kevin Coleman on uh who is a teacher and uh, Matt Renshaw here also a teacher and these were the, the first two guests that that really had the kind of spark the idea I knew, I knew I wanted to have both you on Kevin just you know part of the as we explained last week part of the debbie royale they started with going for two i had one of his co-hosts on the previous season so yeah. kevin seemed like a natural fit we're both portuguese descent as well so that was a kind of cool connection I wanted to speak of and then going back like oh yeah my origins at dynasty dads and and then you know as again talked about, you and i never actually podcasted together so i thought no. that would be a, a cool experience for that too and then i realized you're both teachers and then that's kind of what allowed me to kind of run through this uh, this idea and theme, and we're going to try to continue that throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, so look, this is me teaching uh, everyone the origins of the story, but uh, 
There's a ton okay. of teachers. That's what I, it seems like every time I turn around, someone's like, I'm a teacher too. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> there's more of us. <laughs> uh, but yes. So that, and I think uh, just talk about, you know, sports and fantasy football origin stories. I think uh, the teaching origin story is an interesting one as well. So when did you first get the inclination that you wanted to teach? So I, I tell my students this now, when I went to college, I had absolutely no intention of becoming a teacher. <laughs> I, uh, so I played, high school baseball, I played college baseball and I would come back in the summers and volunteer and coach um, our high school baseball team. Just, I love baseball. I want to be around, knew the kids um, and did that. So my first three years of college, I was going to get my undergrad um, and then I was going to go to law school. I was going to be a lawyer. I had my law school all lined up, ready to take my tests. Um, So my junior year, about mid year, I was like, maybe, maybe I want to teach. Like, that'd be, that'd be dumb. Like what you're going to leave, you're going to stop chasing the lawyer career field to go to a teacher. And I just, I felt the pull. Um, so I went back to my, uh, my advisor and I said, Hey, I think I want to change. I think I want to get an education. And, uh, and we made it work. We, we fit it into the schedule. Uh, and then f- funny story. Man, it's not real funny. Um, the summer, my, the summer between my junior year and my senior year, the college closed they were just, just closed our doors. We got an email in July that said, Hey, sorry, we're closed. Don't come back. So talk about a shock. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, you know, I had this all lined up and then a big, a big mess happened. Um, long story short, went to another college, got everything done. Um, but that I had to go an extra year. So I was a fifth year senior. Um, but it allowed me the opportunity to coach the college team that I had played for come back as kind of a grad assistant and help out with that. Um, then I got my first teaching job, but that teaching job wouldn't have been available had I finished that fourth year, that fifth extra year got me, there was a new position open for a brand new, for my former school. They wouldn't have had it. So it's funny how things kind of work out. Uh, I met my wife at new teacher orientation, which wouldn't have happened had my college not closed. I've she's she's upstairs. I've got four beautiful children. So it's funny how you look back and you go, oh, that sucked in the moment. But man, because that happened, look at where I'm at now. Four kids, dynasty dad, right? That's right. That's right. It's funny because uh, there's a few shows that do this, like the one on one interview. I know Sigmund Bloom has his Sam Holt, Casey Kasem. And then the dynasty Vipers is the behind the grind. And one of their questions is a, a moment in your life that like or a decision you made that changed the trajectory of your life. And that, that sounds like it's right Absolutely. there. So I, was, I didn't even steal Matt uh, Donnelly's question who has been a guest on the show before, but uh, basically you answered it, but yes. yeah. It, it's... Uh, and you actually also covered the next question, which was how you entered the teaching profession. So uh, we can get into the specifics of teaching. And uh, one of the things yeah. I'm most excited to ask, have you ever used, fantasy football or sports in general as part of a lesson plan? Absolutely. A hundred percent. So I teach, I'm a business teacher. So I uh, kind of, my, my focus is I'm in a bunch of marketing stuff. So we talk about, uh, you, you know, your target market of certain things. Who's the target market of the NFL? What sub markets of the NFL are there? And then we talk about um, fantasy sports and, and former players. And we kind of, we kind of break it off into market segments and, and we do that. Um, I also teach a new class this year that I really pushed for was uh, social media marketing. And I use the experiences that we've done as a podcast on social media to kind of teach kids here. You know, we talk about how do you reach your audience? How do you grow to your audience? Who, who do you want to partner with hashtags? Um, how to get 
some big name people in your industry to kind of hop on and collab. And um, we go in through, we go into TikTok and stuff uh, as well, but Twitter's kind of my, I'm like, this is this, I know Twitter. I can talk to you about Twitter um, and kind of use it that way. So there's, there's a few different avenues. Um, we've talked, I've talked, I've kind of talked to other teachers, maybe admin about having a, um, you know, I always hear students talk about their fantasy football team and this. So we're, we're in the process of potentially having a fantasy football club at the high school that I'm at. So yeah, it comes up a lot in education. I mean, you even talked about like when you started, it was in high school, like you specifically mentioned, uh, like your high school friends, you all worked at the movie theater, right? And right. Like, so the, the, that idea of that connection, that's, that hasn't changed necessarily that the, no. the school can be a place to incorporate fantasy sports as helping with math or business or right. other, or other subjects. And I'm always talking integration, right? Like how do you get the interest into, I mean, you could make English lessons with fantasy football. If right. You and, and just you like can, creative you writing. Can and, you can make, a, if you want to be in history, cause I had, I have a history degree too. You could do the history of, you can do mm-hmm. the history of fantasy football or, stats or this or when did the rules change to to make the game a more pass heavy game and yeah absolutely there's so many things in football and sports in general that you can bring into a classroom that it seems to keep kids attention a little bit that's the one thing with business i'm a real world content so i don't have to it's not it doesn't it's not a struggle for me to come up with stuff to make it relevant to kids but your math your science it might be it might be a stretch sometimes mm-hmm. for sure um, I guess, uh, next question is, uh, what are the biggest influences in your life or who have been the biggest influences mm-hmm. in your life? I should, I should speak proper English. <laughs> probably, I mean, thinking back, uh, probably my parents and, and it kind of feels like a cop-out answer. Uh, but it really, it, it really was, um, to kind of see, uh, my dad's got a really, really, he, he worked hard, um, kind of nosed, nosed the grindstone, just get up and go. And, um, I kind of feel like that's, that's ingrained in me, um, through that. Um, my mom was always, was always there, uh, you know, at games or or different things, just supportive. So, um, those are probably the biggest two. Um, my, I mean, my wife has helped, but just kind of shaped me the way that, that I am. It was definitely my parents. Are either of them teachers? Other, there's one teach. So I always tell kids, you know, we talk about one of my main questions when I, when I get a new class is I have them fill out a survey. And, you know, one of the questions on the survey is what makes a good teacher to you? You know, so I can kind of see what, what these kids need and mm-hmm. what they, what they expect out of me as, as their teacher. And I, I always say, here's my, you know, I can think of my favorite teacher and why she was my favorite teacher. And I can't tell you any of the lessons we learned. I don't remember. I couldn't say, oh yeah, she taught x subject really well it was the conversations about life or the the she would go to the baseball game or the basketball game hey you had x amount of points or you pitched x amount of innings and just kind of that relationship building um uh, deb goodman if you're watching uh, i don't <laughs> i don't i don't know if you check it out but she she's the one that um that i use as an example of as a good teacher um that that does that it's more um what admin would have you believe uh, teaching is more about your less about your content and more about building relationships with those kids and kind of uh, helping them see their own potential and growing into that. The other stuff's there and it's great. I mean, I, I really like teaching business, but it's more the relationships with kids um, and the kind of celebrating the life moments with them and getting them to the next one and, and supporting them in that way. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good, positive, uh, 
attitude to have regarding and that's part of what helps nurture those relationships the right. kids can sense the you know that you're excited to be there and then then they'll, they'll be more likely to be happy to be there yeah the number one answer i get is they care which is great but how like what do you mean they care like how, how do they how, do, how does a teacher show you they care do they give you a snack like does that show you they care do they ask you how your day went do they know i try to figure out at least one thing about a kid that can kind of hey so i've got got a student now plays football um was going through the recruiting process and every time i'd say hey How's the recruiting? What's going on? Um, he he had some interest from some Division One schools, some Division Two schools. Just kind of through that process, um, and he's I mean he's still there now, but just little little things like that. Now he, he's in foods class and he made pancakes with like fruit topping. He's like, hey, Renshaw, here I made this for you. Just little things like that. Oh. Just you build that relationship just by asking questions. Kids love to talk about themselves and and know that someone's actually listening to them. Yeah, you see me, you hear me, you're aware of, of my right. presence kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. You you, you ask it about any Debbie leagues. <laughs> you know, you're getting <laughs> I, so I, I'm in one Debbie league. I, I will admit that is my weakness. Um, I don't watch a ton of college football games. I'll watch film when draft season comes around. Um, but I have a former, I say former student now. He graduated at semester who is a quarterback at a power five school. I'm in one Devi league. He will be on my roster. He's probably on nobody's lists to have, but I will have him on my Devi roster just because I've had him in class. I know he's a good kid. I'm rooting for him. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. That's a little wrinkle that I haven't had to deal with yet as a teacher, but now I'm starting to get into that. I guess Debbie will, will make it more likely to be able to have that, or a, you know, a campus to Canton type league, like yeah. where you can roster the, the the players in college because there's so many more opportunities oh, that you might get so that much. Type of crossover. Yeah, I, do you, are you in a Debbie league? I've got one Debbie league as well out of oh. uh, the fourteen dynasty leagues. One of them is Debbie. So. It's so hard. I like. I will openly admit, people that do <clears> Debbie, <throat> you, I commend you because I cannot. There's the player pool is just so much bigger, and it's you got to find. It's probably more difficult to find your diamonds in the rough, but you it's more rewarding when you hit one and it comes mm -hmm. through and it's you've had them forever. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so before we get to the fantasy football specific questions, okay. I guess outside of fantasy football, do you have any hobbies? I, I guess a lot of what you've talked about is sports and sports. Is there any hey. non-sports hobbies? I guess you said um, Pokemon Go. I So no, no, I don't do Pokemon. Oh, okay. That would in I'm, theory is be nerdier. Oh, that's, yes. oh, so you see, I thought she was saying it was like the, the two nerdiest things you do are Pokemon Go and fantasy. So fantasy football is really the second nerdiest thing ever in all of existence of all time. According wow. to my wife at the time when I wanted to start the podcast, that's what I she guess, said. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if she agrees with it now. <laughs> <laughs> she has seen, and I think she's kind of, she's seen some of the relationships that I've got people that I talk to um, kind of the, the support within the community and I think she's, it's kind of grown on her there. It's not, it's not something we are in a league together. We did a family league and she's in it. Um, it's, it will never be her favorite thing, but it is not her second least favorite thing anymore. <laughs> it's not the second most nerdy. Right. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Any other, uh, Any other hobbies? Um, so I, I, I coach baseball. Baseball is kind of one of my biggest, biggest things. Um, and I mean, like I said, I played in college. Um, all of my kids, have I was a pitcher. All of my kids have K names, so baseball is kind of one of my bigger, <laughs> bigger things. Um, actually, I have a my oldest son's name is Cooper, and 
we were talking about middle names. I fought really, really hard for Stown. And you tell people, Stout, what is Stown? And I'm like, his first name would have been Cooper. His middle name would have been Stown. And they look at you. Cooperstown, yeah. Cooperstown. Baseball Hall of Fame, right? Absolutely. And they're like, that's cool. I'm glad you didn't do it, but (laughs) (laughs) so that was yeah, baseball is probably my number one. I mean, I do fantasy baseball. Um, sports is sports is a big one. Uh, I've always I've always been in sports, I've always done a bunch of bunch of sports. Uh I've got a, a PlayStation 4, uh, but the only games I've got uh are are sports titles. I play the show, I play Madden. Um the one game that's not a sports game that I've got, I finally got Red Dead Redemption 2. Played that. Uh, it's I mean it's it's fun, but it, I'm still sports is kind of my kind of my thing. I mean, um, if you're an equestrian, like horseback riding, yeah, yeah, it counts as a sport, sort of. Fair. That's yeah. That's it was. It's. I needed something different. It was. I got it during COVID. So when we were all at home, and you know, you can only play Madden so many times before you're like, all right, I know how to do this. But, um, so I got it during COVID and, and I've played it. But it's like the one non-sports title that I've got. Now, if we're going back, I mean, I've always had a gaming system. Nintendo sixty four was awesome uh golden eye dark dark oh was it dark it's not dark night there was another that doesn't sound right i can see that dark souls in the first person shooter (laughs) it was it's it was like golden eye kind of a golden eye thing um uh smash brothers you know Mm. the the classics for 64 um so that's i mean gaming has kind of been a thing Uh, right now i don't I'm getting a, a another. It's crazy as it sounds. I'm getting another college degree. Uh, I'm working on my MBA right now. Um, I've got the four kids, so my uh, my hobby time is kind of limited. Um, I, I'm looking forward to having them again, but right now I don't have I don't have a lot. Do any of your kids play baseball yet? Or are they still too young? No, there's so my oldest son is is two. Um, we actually were just playing football down in the basement earlier tonight. Um, they, we, they've got little baseballs. We're like throwing them around. I took him to a baseball practice last week for the first time and he absolutely loved it. He, he has his glove. He was doing short hops with the, 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 the seniors and they would love playing with him. So it's coming and I know it's coming. We've got a tee out back. He'll go hit. Um, so he's not nothing organized yet. Uh, my girls are older. I've got a seven-year-old and a six-year-old. Uh, my seven-year-old played basketball for the first time this year. Really enjoyed it. My six-year-old did cheer, which I'm glad she's doing something. Uh, cheer is really hard to do as a parent <laughs> to just, I'm at basketball games watching the cheerleaders. Um, but she's like, I don't want to do cheer next year. I want to do basketball, which is great. But now my oldest wants to do cheer next year, so I'll be doing the same thing, same thing next year. Uh, They're just flipping. Cheer, yeah. share, yeah, that's yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. So uh, yeah, it's it's they're getting there. And then my youngest, um, he just turned one in January. He, we've got a bunch. I mean, a bunch of little little balls, and every time he, he picks it up and throws it to me. And so I, I think I think baseball is in their future. Um, but whatever they do, I mean, even even like we said with the cheer. I want them to do something. Just let me support you. Let me love you and show you that like whatever you want to do, do it. And I'll be there to support you. And being active, teaching them like, you know, the social yes rules, all the things that sports kind of do for, for us to mold, help mold. Yeah. yeah. Build relationships and, and yeah, they've got yeah. friends on their teams and yeah. 
Uh, I, so it's funny because I was thinking like, okay, you're all this into basketball, but then, okay, she wants to go to cheer. So maybe she won't be the one that'll go to a, like El Ala Carson uh, and go, I'm the queen of this place or, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Queen of, yeah. King of Glenwood. Yeah. No, she, she's a little more humble. My sis, my six year old would do that. My six year old would absolutely. <laughs> we'll see next year when she gets into basketball, if she, if she takes a crown and puts it on her head for that. Uh, yeah, uh, the fun stories from the dy- the old Dynasty dads. Nice. Yes, yes. He's playing uh, football now. Carson is. He's a big. Oh. He's a yeah. He's he's a he's on a pretty good football team, and he uh, he's still doing basketball. But I think his uh, his his sports love has shifted to football more than basketball now. I wonder if we'll be taking Carson Williams <laughs> in right? the Debbie League. Yeah, <laughs> get an IDP league. I think he's a DN. Ah, okay. Uh, but yeah, um, I guess uh, there, I guess we've already revealed a few things. Maybe no one knows. But uh, this last question is: What is something that no one about it knows about you that in the fantasy community? Hmm. Um, well, we hit the the lawyer. I think that was going to be my no. I was going to be a lawyer before I went into teaching. Um, let's see. I I don't know if you get it. I mean, maybe I'm a I'm a big buffet guy. Love going to buffets. Which is hard. I'm, so I, I, I'm kind of trimming down, um, but I, I, Huhat is. I don't know. I don't, it's not a big chain, but it's like a Mongolian grill. You pick your noodles, your meat. That's that's favorite restaurant right now, um, for me. So that's I don't know. Is that? Eh. That's, that's, well, yeah, that's I, mean, I mean, when it comes to you know things people don't know, there's a there's a whole buffet of things that are there to learn. So you just you just yeah, there that. you go. But then there's your <laughs> your dead yeah. So yeah, that's probably. I mean, I'm I'm I don't know. I, there's I'm pretty open. I you know I don't like to. I, I feel like I'm I'm a book. Ask anything. Oh, you know what? Here's one. Here's one. I got it. That that nobody in the fantasy community knows. I coached high school bowling for two mm. years. Which you think, okay, uh, how, how do you coach bowling? I don't know. I went to state. I as on a, I was on a coaching staff, and the team went to state, and they finished uh, second at state girls bowling team. I it's probably the most random <laughs> random fact that very few people know. I mean, is practice just going to a bowling alley and playing bowling? I, literally, that it, and, and I was an assistant coach. Um, the head coach reached out to me and he was like, Hey, do you want to be, do you want to be an assistant coach for bowling? And I said, dude, I don't know anything about bowling. Like I, not my thing. And he said, uh, he goes, that's, that's fine. He goes, you're good with kids. I know you're not going to Bobby Knight a chair across the bowling alley. I can teach you the, the bowling stuff. I need, I need good people to work with the kids. So I said, sure. And I did it for a couple of years and um, it's, it's, it was fun, but yeah, we're literally at a bowling alley. Um, I would eat, I would have like bowling alley food during practice. It's one of the weirdest, weirdest things. I'm like, okay. The head coach is like, yeah, you can eat while you're here and coach. And okay. It was, yeah, it's probably the weirdest outlier on my resume of things that I've done, but uh, it's. I put songs in the jukebox. This is is the training. Yeah. It's, if you look at the resume, just my resume, work resume, life resume, whatever, it's, it's full of a bunch of random things. It's really hard for me to say no, um, which is, is good and bad. Um, but I really, I mean, you get, you get fun experiences out of it and 
you can tell people that you were a, a state qualifying bowling coach at some point <laughs> in your life. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. There you go. No one expected that at all. So <laughs> good. Uh, before we keep going, just want to uh, shout out our sponsor, Underdog. And uh, be sure to use the deposit match GF2, capital G, capital F, the digit two, uh, when you sign up for Underdog and you will get a deposit match up to $100. So whatever you put in, Underdog will double that for you. Uh, but again, you have to use the promo code GF2 when signing up. Uh, fancy new technology. We've got uh, QR codes. Look so at that. You can scan that. Yeah, Jeff, uh, always uh, giving us the best uh, in terms of the those up to date uh, ways to help promote our sponsor. Even ooh, it even glistens and shines. I have I clearly haven't used it yet, yeah. so <laughs> see how excited <laughs> I am to bring out the QR code. But again, use that promo code GF two when you sign up for Underdog today. Play best ball leagues. Uh, talked about hockey and basketball. I mean, those sports are going. You can bet on that. I mean, baseball. So close away. What what is it? Pitchers wow. and catchers report. Like that's that's yeah. is usually a, a fun phrase that means we're we're teeing off soon. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Football, <laughs> World Baseball Classic starts this week. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, tons of sports. I wonder if they have World. <laughs> they might I have just office stuff for World Baseball Classic. So if you want, again, uh, sign up today. Oh. Uh, I guess this this is the QR code, but in in comment form. Okay, I was wondering, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's strange coincidence. Why when I bring up the QR code, we get a comment? Okay, uh, again, new to this. I'm just learning. Uh, but yeah. uh, we'll go back You're to my great. my wheelhouse, your wheelhouse too, Matt. Fantasy football. So we're gonna talk about some fantasy specific questions. Now you are with Dynasty Dad, so I I think I may know what the answer to this question it's is gonna true. be. But uh, what is your preferred fantasy league format? It's it's absolutely Dynasty. Um, when I started, uh, I mean, I was in a one quarterback league. I have, I have shifted completely to, I, I can't join a non super flex league anymore. Um, I don't know if that's being an elitist or what, but uh, so dynasty super flex uh, tight end premium kind of helps balance things out. Um, I like bigger leagues. Though. I, I, I 14 team is probably my, my round number. I'm in a, I'm in a 20 team league, uh, which is, is is big and you kind of see who knows what they're doing and, and with scouting and whatnot. Um, but probably a 14 team dynasty super flex tight end premium is, is my preferred. Doesn't mean I won't join others. Uh, I'm in a, uh, a league where we've got, it's a, it's themed league. Um, and I just joined a, a WWE themed dynasty football league, which is, is interesting. And there's different, there's different twists and, 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 uh, like matches and different. I'm learning a whole lot about just kind of the things that you can do. There's, there's, it feels like every week somebody's got a new, this is my new league. This is my new twist on it. So it's, it's kind of fun to see all of the new things that come out with that. As a, as a CFL fan, I'd, I'd want the rock for sure. It's like, yeah, he played, he played football. Yeah. That's for a fantasy football wrestling That's team. Right. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely, it's different. I'm learning a bunch about it. Um, came in, adopted an orphan um <laughs> and it's an auction league which was completely new to me and the even the the dispersal draft was auctioned so um, the strategies that go into that and, and how that looks um it'll be it'll be a learning experience for me the whole rookie it's a, a kitchen it's like a kitchen sink um 
where it's you can it's a bankroll league you can keep your money you can spend as much as you want or whatever so i'm the different i'm looking into the different strategies that go along with that but my preferred absolutely is dynasty yeah i had a feeling there um apparently so again back to the underdog provo uh jamie the cleveland connoisseur always a happy to have jamie uh chime in but uh apparently he's got a best ball draft that that he started on underdog five dollars so it's in the going for two.com discord jamie thank you so much for reminding me to plug the going for two discord so uh discord.com slash going for two and yeah you get access to all the great channels um you know there's i know there's on that when there's there's a channel specifically for leagues and orphans for instance and uh, if you want to help fill things out that way or, or just uh, different specific show chats, injury chats. Um, but I know there's, I know when's the Scott fishbowl season happens that uh, we did a ton of Scott fishbowl drafts uh, through the discord mock drafts and things like that. I know uh, you've participated in Scott fishbowl before you've made mm-hmm. some, uh, some nice, nice videos. <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably one of my best, my highlights of the, uh, the 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 time in the community is that is that video you made a, a video that not even the podfather could refuse no no and it, it it felt good it really i still i think it's pinned on one of my accounts and it's still i watch it occasionally just to be like yeah that was fun that's what it's all about is having fun and the banter and the back and forth it's it's good and there's the founder jeff lambert showing up appreciate there it jeff. hey jeff uh, but yeah, we're, we're getting into the fantasy football talk, Jeff. So you're here just in time. Um, so I guess, I don't know if the, this, you know, saying super flex counts as this, but is there one rule that you have to have in every fantasy league? I am going to upset some people here. I know it. I know, I know my rule. I saw this question. I was like, yep, I got it. I know exactly what it is. I am a firm believer. You will not talk me out of it. That leagues need trade deadlines. Dynasty league needs a trade deadline there should be no trading i was was almost really upset for a second you said trade and then you said deadlines like okay okay it's not that's not the worst no it's funny jeff jeff's thinking exactly what i was thinking he's like don't say trade veto don't say trade vetoes i hate vetoes absolutely good good. because that that's my rule is that they absolutely can't have vetoes that's the one rule that i have to have is the absence of that but no okay i can can get the trade Trade deadline deadline. you build your team and you can build it up until the playoffs great awesome but as soon as the playoffs start trading stops and i'm not one of the people that says you can't pick up free agents and if you're eliminated you can't pick up free agents no 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 no. that's fair game but trades because you built your team roll with your team you think a guy gets hurt you should have had better depth um it's just it's it's real life there's a reason that the nfl has a trade deadline there's a reason that that all these real leagues have trade deadlines your quarterback can't get hurt in the playoffs and be like oh, i'll go ship off this guy and get a get an older guy that may retire to finish out the year. It's just, it's not realistic to me. Um, I, I understand that it it promotes trades and you'll get more action and people will be more desperate in the playoffs. I understand. I understand the argument. You're not going to change my mind. All right. So do you, you seem to let you mentioned like end of regular season. So, you know, yeah. at the end of week 14, I've kind of heard people like, is there like a day, like, you know, Thursday night football kicks off. It's then, or like, you can trade this yeah. player up until their game locks. So I'm in, I, I think I'm in a league with no deadline, which is fine. It wasn't my league. 
I, I joined somebody needed. Um, and I, I'm so not going to go for an orphan. A lot of my teams started out as orphans. I haven't done, I think I'm only in one league where I was part of the startup um, for Dynasty. That's that's uh, very disciplined because it seems like everyone's the opposite. Where okay, startup, 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 startup. Very it's, good, very good. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't. I feel. I feel bad because I once I'm in, I feel like I'm committed to it. Like I can't. I can't leave. Um, and I was in a. I was in a trade addict startup. I'm in trade addicts ten, um, and we drafted. So this season was our first actual point scoring season, um, but we drafted like mid year last year. So everybody, the value change from back then and the draft picks were in it um, was fun to see. Won that league. Um, so that's my my one startup that I'm in recently with that. But um, you, you just pick up, you pick it up. I don't know. It's easier to trade away stuff when you're not emotionally attached to the startup. You come in, you can blow your team up or you can trade away picks or whatever it is. I just, it just feels like it's an easier thing to do than to do the startup. So you built it from the start. Like this is this is how I crafted this team. Right. If you haven't, it's you know, you, like you said, you're not attached to anything. You can no sunk cost fallacy. You have no idea what right. was paid for for anything. You're just okay. This is what the value is now. Yeah. Uh, so I guess and... I guess you're going to get support for the trade deadline because Jamie's saying I will always set trade deadline the week before the playoffs. Yep. It just uh, it makes sense. Jeff's also agreed. So again. Good. He's agreeing. He also agrees with the trade deadline in, in Jeff's home league. Uh, they finished the season with three straight divisional games and are their deadlines immediately before that, because those games turn out to essentially be playoff games. So uh, I am in one league where the trade deadline is like week 11. Uh, I would like it to be later, Ooh. but uh, yeah, that's a little early. Yeah. Especially to, now with that. But we are trying to vote to get that later. Uh, yeah. I, I don't just, think we'll quite get it to week yeah. 14 because people even seem like it's funny because you're talking about the, the lopsided trades in the playoffs. Seems like the week before the playoffs, teams are afraid of that. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see if that one gets changed. Vita, I mean, the veto run your team how you want to run your team. You, you never know what's going to happen. It's funny to look back at trades that were vetoed and you're like, oh, wait, what, why did, was that vetoed? <laughs> and because you, you see the arguments, everybody sees them on Twitter and, um, you go back and you find them and you're like, that actually was a fair trade. Who would have guessed? So don't throw a fit. Yeah. It's just for fun, right? Right. Right. It's for fun. And we're all adults. We want fun. <laughs> we treat people like adults too. Right. Uh, uh, so, so uh, you know, adults, and I mean, I'm sure all these players would be adults because you're, they're going to be your all time fantasy QB one, RB one, wide receiver one, and tight end one. I guess maybe if you're going with Debbie picks, maybe they're not all adults. <laughs> <laughs> Carson oh, Williams, uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I don't. I, I I see the hype, but then when Mahomes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. When Mahomes came out, Mahomes wasn't hailed as the next Mahomes. He was gonna be good. He, he kind of flew up draft boards. Now everybody's comparing themselves to Mahomes, and it's like I, I don't. Great, Caleb Williams probably a high pick, uh, but we thought the same thing with Spencer Rattler how many years ago? So I don't. Yeah, he won the high. Hey, Spencer, Spencer Rattler might be a high pick next year. It's true. <laughs> he, 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 he again. Uh, uh, I'm a, I, I, Max Duggan's from my hometown. I'm a big Max Duggan fan. Now, is do I think he's going to be anything fantasy relevant? Not out the gate, but just you see how things kind of change. And uh, like I said, Rattler was going to be a top guy, and then he's not. And and everybody was tanking for Tua, and then Joe Burrow kind of came out of nowhere. So. 
the hype behind these guys now, it's another thing with Devi. Like, I would sell high while you can because you never know where they're going to be. Sorry, that was a tangent. All-time fantasy guys. <laughs> um, quarterback, I feel like I'm, I'm cheating, but Manning was was probably the the guy for multiple years. I think I looked, he had eight of the best top 50 seasons for fantasy quarterbacks all time. Um, so I feel like I'm cheating there. Um, running back, kind of talked about earlier. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know the longevity that this guy had, but LT just from a, from a, that was my guy. My first ever pick guy is my running back um, wide receiver. This, this feels, so I know Moss kind of fell off there for a stretch and then came back with new England. Um, my, the year that he put up, the most touchdowns for a wide receiver. I traded him shortly after the startup draft in that startup league that, that I'd been in for, I I forget for some, nobody just like there were reports out of camp that he was hurt or he wasn't, wasn't meshing with bill and I traded him. So that's, that's kind of like uh, my, my hesitancy. Um, I know Calvin Johnson was big for a short period of time, but he, he bounced to, um, I'm probably going to go, and this is before my time, but I think he, I mean, he did it for such a long time. I'm going to go with Jerry Rice as wide receiver one and tight end. I know everybody wants to say Kelsey and and that feels like the, what have you done for me lately? But it's absolutely Gronk. There, there wasn't a tight end like Gronk. Gronk did it for a long time. So pretty, pretty confident that Gronk's my all time tight end one. Not Kyle Pitts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's get to a better conversation with Kyle Pitts. Um, so the high fives, um, yeah, high fives. I, don't, I mean, Kyle Pitts through two years, I don't think has five touchdowns. So I don't think it's funny how hyped up. I, I people that listen to the to the Dynasty Dads know um, when OJ Howard came out, and he had all that hype. I called him overrated Jones. Like I just, I didn't, I don't see it. <laughs> and the, the the tight end hype that gets built, I think everybody's looking for that next great tight end, but. Like I mentioned earlier, like George Kittle kind of came out of nowhere. Um, Kelsey, there was some hype there, but these guys pop up that weren't real. I'm trying to think of like the best first round tight end. Uh, Evan Ingram like, is probably it. And even then it's yeah. like he had a great rookie season and disappeared. And now, he, you know, finally with a new team rebounded last year. and Got franchise tagged today. TJ Hawkinson was a first round pick. Uh, hasn't really, I mean, he's done well, but he hasn't lived up to that like elite tight end one hype. I just, I feel like that's the one position in fantasy that I think you can punt, uh, and always you'll find somebody somewhere on the wire to figure it out. Like I said, let's, let's talk the high fives and yeah, Kyle Pitts only three touchdowns. So (laughs) he doesn't count for this, but uh, yeah, uh, top five from five different categories. I'm going to start with top five artists or bands. Uh, so I am a big country guy. Um, so my number one all-time country, uh, it, Rascal Flats, I remember, came out with like the greatest hits. That was I had that CD. Um, so they're they're on my top five um, right now. I'm I'm, I, I, I'm a little embarrassed to say it. Uh, Morgan Wallen is a guy that I like a lot of his stuff. Um, Luke Bryant. Luke Combs and then Kane Brown kind of 
that it went from Kane Brown that kind of led into Morgan Wallen for me um, lately, as far as country goes. Why is Morgan Wallen embarrassing? I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm in the high school. It's a, uh, a, I'm not the demographic that that Morgan Wallen is shooting for with with the music. Um, <laughs> Back to the business class. Yes, it is. The, always I mean, a lesson it is to teach. Young women um, that I feel like kind of do it. I mean, the guys do too, but I just feel like it's more of a you see all the girls fanboying over Morgan Wallen. Um, so it feels that's what it feels like to me. Hey, if you like it, you like it, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just learn to read the room, but. Uh, you know, hopefully you read books too. So what are your top five favorite books? <laughs> um, so I, I don't know if it's a series that a lot of people will know, um, but Greg Hurwitz has a series and it's the Orphan X series. Uh, it's basically a Jason Bourne type character uh, that was um, kind of a government agency they went to an orphanage and they adopted this kid and they, they trained him and he turned against the agency because what they were doing. Um, so they, that whole series, which is kind of a cop out cause there's seven books. Um, but that's there. That's my top five right now. Um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I listen to, I listen to a lot of my books though. I'm a, I'm an audiobook guy. I can't sit down and read a book, which I can read. Like it's not, it's not that I can't read, but if I sit down and like get comfortable and read a book, I fall asleep. So I do it a lot of my stuff when I drive. Um, and I, I just did, uh, I just finished tonight. Um, one of Tim Tebow's books. Um, I'm going to go, I, I was looking for a new series cause I just finished the orphan X series. I think I'm going to go back and do, um, with my kids do like a Chronicles of Narnia, um, type thing with them so just so they can they'll read it my daughter will read it and i'll listen to it and kind of have those conversations about that so is, it, is that a cop-out taking a whole series yeah no that's fine no hey okay. the way i say it it's always the guest chooses how they answer the question so you can Fair. you can answer it any way you want you can even tell yeah. me i don't want to answer this question i, I remember <laughs> i remember one guest actually changed i don't want to answer top five books i don't really read that often so it was simpsons characters i think so okay. That's also totally doable too. You could just totally change the list. No, we're we're doing this instead. So yeah, the guest gets their way. I was always taught that that was the polite thing to do. So I guess those teachings were still instilled. There we go. Uh, but yeah, moving on to top five movies. Uh, so my number one, I think it'll kind of it it might be a shock, but it not, might not be a shock. Uh, a League of Their Own is my number one all time favorite um, baseball women's baseball league, World War Two. Uh, Shawshank is up there. I feel like Shawshank is in everybody's top five. Um, teacher, I'm going to go Dead Poet Society. That's mm. that's a, one of one of my favorites. Um, the Rookie, I watch. It's a baseball movie. Mm. Coach that goes and tries out and makes it to a major leagues. Uh, and then Catch Me If You Can. Um, ah, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Tom Just Hanks, a different, yeah. yeah, different different story. Um, not, I, I mean, I think looking at it, a few of them might've won an award or two, but I don't think there are any that people go, oh yeah, that's definitely one of those top, top ones, but my five is a little different. No, it's interesting. Yeah. Great. Uh, 
I guess not surprising that, you know, uh, I guess 40% of it was baseball movies, but <laughs> hey, you, 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 we've talked about baseball the entire episode, so that, that's just as fitting. Now, of course, if you're watching baseball, I'm sure, especially the game's kind of long, all sporting event games are long, so you have to eat during. So what are your top five favorite game day foods? Wings are number one. Um, love wings. Uh, and I'm a bone-in guy. Not that I don't like boneless, but I would rather have, have the bone-in wing. Um, soft pretzel with with – I can do it with two. depends on kind of what – if I'm counting my calories, I'll do it with zero-calorie mustard. Uh, but if I don't care, Super Bowl party, whatever, some cheese dip, uh, which kind of leads to my next one, like a, a meat and cheese queso dip. Um, pizza, all kinds of pizza, doesn't matter. Um, and then my dad makes this chicken, this buffalo chicken, almost like a Philly. So that's, I mean, mm, top-notch, great, delicious Love that. Um, so those are my those are my five. I like spicy stuff. Um, so my wings, I'd, I'd probably have a little bit more heat than than normal. Awesome. Spicy question or spicy answers, I guess. Like, I don't know if the questions <laughs> are that spicy. Uh, but yeah, we're going we're gonna to end with, uh, of course, Matt Renshaw from the Dynasty Dads. Who are your top five favorite sports dads? Sports. So I went, I kind of went, I looked at a... a Every sport I kind of looked at. Um, first one that came to mind was Archie Manning. Um, you've got you know you got Peyton, you got Eli. Uh, his grandson's going to be in the league here in about four years. Uh, so he's he's one. Baseball, Ken Griffey Senior gave us Ken Griffey Junior. Played together. Oh, that's, oh, I never thought of that. There is a Ken Griffey Senior. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've always ever yeah. heard, only heard Ken Griffey Junior. I just right. <laughs> so if he's. I mean, he, he's the reason that we have Junior. So. Um, this one I don't think I think will kind of shock some people. Uh, Mike Shanahan, hmm? because Kyle and the offense and the I'm a big Kyle Shanahan fan. Um, Kobe kind of st- stands out as a as a sports dad. I mean everything that he did with his daughters and um, just the kind of that mentality coaching coaching the girls that he coached. Um, and then I'm gonna go back a little bit, but uh, Earnhardt Senior. Uh, just, just that father son kind of back to, to Ken Griffey senior, um, that they, they did stuff together. They did the sport that they, that they were both successful at. Um, it kind of, it kind of stuck out. Like it's kind of the, if I ever got to do that with my kid, one thing that I'm looking forward to to do with my boys and and my daughters is coach them. So be involved with what they want to do. And, um, so that's, that's why I kind of went the route that I went that all of these guys played with or mentored or coached their kids. And that's kind of what I hope to do. I'm almost a little shocked. No Philip Rivers. <laughs> every year, every year he's got somebody. <laughs> no, but yeah, th- this was a, a fantastic conversation, Matt. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, thank you for having me. Um, this was great. I, I mean, I remember when I sent when you sent me the the questions. I was like, this is going to be a good show. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, and kind of hit. These are things that you know you see people online, you see people on Twitter, and you don't think of the the person kind of behind the the avatar and the, and the account. So thank you for doing this. Thank you for the questions. It was great um, to kind of be able to, to share that with you and the listeners. Just shout out again to the founder, Jeff Lambert. Apparently he thought I'd be a good fit for the show. So I, I guess it's worked. People seem yeah. to like it when they've come on. So I, I hope that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. I really appreciate all the great guests I've had, including Matt. Uh, again, make sure to 
where is it? There it is. Uh, if you join Underdog, use the promo code GF2 for that double deposit match. Uh, and as Jamie so eloquently pointed in the, the comments, uh, join the Discord. And there's tons of great stuff happening on the Going for Two uh, Discord, especially again as Scott Fishbowl season approaches. I, I believe that's one of the biggest resources and places for Scott Fishbowl mocks last year. So I'd imagine this year it's it's happening and popping just as much as that. I know uh, the Discord really exploded last year around Scott Fishbowl season. I think we we're over uh, 750 members on the Discord. Wow. So yeah, and it's and it's for free because I know that apparently some Discords you have to pay for, but not the Going for Two Discord. So again, recommend everyone uh, check that out. I'm hopping uh, in. I'm all hopping right, in. Yeah, glad to have you, Matt. Um, <laughs> glad to ha- and, and as well on the show. Um, I guess, uh, I mean, what else is there to say? Well, um, I'm trying to find a good way to transition to this, but uh, I really just want to say Matt Renshaw one more time. Uh, there's, no, there's no bad reason to ever, ever say the name. I, I can see why Justin would it's, always it's fun. do it. Roll that R, get yeah. some get some oomph behind it. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Uh, but yes, uh, so the, the Going for Two Live schedule continues all throughout the week. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Speak On It's on tomorrow night, and then... Every Wednesday, Jeff Lambert will be back. The flagship show on the Going for Two Live Network, the Armchair Fantasy Show, him and Ryan Searfoss hosting. Uh, and uh, I will be co-hosting the Dynasty Gambit on Thursday night. And then uh, next Monday and Thursday, check out Gladys both nights instead of me. Um, I'm sure that's that's way better. <laughs> I'd much rather have that, but uh, Gladys has the two-point conversion on Mondays. And then uh, in no particular order with her sister, Terry, on Thursday. So... Uh, check out Gladys uh, hosting all that. And uh, yeah, thank you, Gladys, Jamie, of course, Jeff. Gerson was in the chat too. And uh, I want to say one more time, most of all, thank you, Matt Renshaw, for joining press coverage. Perfect. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, thank you all the listeners, viewers. And uh, we'll talk to you next time in a couple weeks here on Press Coverage. Bye for now. <laughs>